Episode 86, Daria V on how to market your course on LinkedIn. The Online Course Guy podcast. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content and packaging it up in an online course and they're making a living doing it. Didn't you take some kind of course that covered this stuff? Check it out. It's a good course. It's a good class. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Here's the online course guy, Jacques Hopkins. Let's go. Hey everyone, it's Jacques Hopkins and welcome to episode 86 of the Online Course Guy podcast. Today on the show, I'm going to be bringing you another interview with a successful course creator. But I love episodes like this where the topic of this particular course creator is something that can help us with our online courses. And this particular person is an expert on LinkedIn and LinkedIn marketing, and she has a course on how to be successful with LinkedIn. So not only do we get to talk to today's guest about her online course journey, but we get to ask her about LinkedIn and how to use LinkedIn to help build our own online course. More about that in a minute. First, let me tell you about our sponsor of this podcast, Bonjoro.com. If you're not using Bonjoro yet, you have no excuse. There's a free 14-day trial. Even after the trial, it's like $25 a month and is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite tools that I use. Even if you don't have an online course for sale yet, maybe you have an email list, maybe you have a lead magnet up somewhere and just a couple of people are joining your email list every day. There's no excuse for you to be reaching out to those people personally with a tool like Bonjuro to really set that relationship off on the right foot. Get your free 14-day trial by going to bonjoro.com slash Jacques. That's bonjoro.com slash J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. All right, so we'll get into the full interview with Daria V here in a second. My favorite things from this episode was she mentioned Expert Secrets. That's one of my most recommended books to you guys, Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson, who is the creator of ClickFunnels. If you have an online course or are thinking of having an online course, then you have no excuse for not reading Expert Secrets. So she did mention that and the impact that it's had on her webinars. Speaking of webinars, one thing that really stuck out is that she's actually doing her webinar live a couple of times a week and has done that for a while and plans to do that for a full year. That was really interesting. And then, of course, just the whole LinkedIn thing. I've never really thought much about marketing, promoting, doing much on LinkedIn as far as my online piano course goes. But I point blank asked her, okay, for my my business, Piano in 21 Days, how do you recommend I use LinkedIn for that? So we get into all that and more in the full episode. So let's go ahead and jump over to that right now. Hi, Daria. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. How are you? Oh, great. Thank you for having me, Jack. It's my pleasure. So to start out with, how did you get into the world of online courses? So I'm a professional speaker. I've done two TEDx. I travel most of the time. So I'm on the road and I meet a lot of great people that I want to train. And I've been in training. I've been giving workshops and trainings for seven years. But as I travel a lot, I realized it was hard to come back to those places and always organize that. So online courses has been a way for me to basically grow my dotage business and grow my brand without having to sacrifice not being able to teach people I want because I love training, I love giving and knowledge and transforming lives and helping people in business. But when you have audience all over the world, it's hard to, you know, with the time zones, with the differences, 
it's not possible to get everyone to the same place at the same time. So for me, it was just a natural, organic way to help more people and serve more people in my, in my community. So how many courses do you have and what are the topics? So I have four courses. I work with the French market as well. So some of them are basically the French version of my English course. The most important course I have is LinkedIn for freelancers. That is my like my entrance level course because I have a thought leadership academy. That's what I call it. It's a thought leadership in terms of how do you develop a thought leadership practice and your own brand by going through those steps. And the first step is basically getting more clients, getting paid, better paying clients. If you don't have, as a freelancer, if you don't have the money to that comes in every month, you don't have a stress-free environment to create. So for me, that is a step one for freelancers going through. How do you get leads automatically using LinkedIn? And then the second level is how do you develop your authority and get people to get to know you? So let's say you have the clients, but no one knows about you. That way, uh, my second level uh, courses focus more about public speaking. How do you get on the stage? How do you get in the podcast? How do you get PR, uh, media exposure? How do people start talking about you? And the third level is more you have the clients, you have the exposure, but you don't have the credibility. And there I mostly work with how do you write your own first book, like a bestseller, or what do you need to become credible in your market? So that's content or creating your own podcast, your own blog, whatever that means. So those are the three levels. And basically those courses are, depending on where you are in your business, they are related. Some people just need one step, but some need all the three because they are really ready for the transformation. And I also have a course in French. Very cool. So give me some names of these courses. What is the first course called LinkedIn for freelancers? No, so this the first course is called LinkedIn Funnel Blueprint. Okay. And what's the second course called? Uh, the second one is uh, the, how to skyrocket your personal brand Okay. in nine months. Okay. And third one? And the third one doesn't have a name because it's more tailor-made and it's mostly co-creation with other online courses. Yeah. So with, for example, your second level, this is skyrocketing your personal brand. Do you only market to that to people that have purchased your first level course? So yeah, so my courses, I really pre-qualify my audience. So they are not like, I don't put them online. You have to go through me. But because I have a constant three-month qualified prospects coming from my LinkedIn funnel, my own LinkedIn funnel, I can get them into the right funnels, either the freelance one or into the personal brands. So yeah, I pre-qualify all of them. So they have, they don't always go through the first step because some of them may only have the clients, they only have the steady income, but they all go through me or my funnel. Okay. So I was, you mentioned your LinkedIn funnel and I was visiting your LinkedIn page and I know it says in your, in your description, it says new lead generation on LinkedIn, free live masterclass. Yes. And then there's a link. So you go to that link and it's a webinar registration. Yes. That's the funnel that you're referring to, right? So that one, that is one of my funnels. The, the second level funnel is more smaller group, more intimate, more intimate learning environment with more one-on-one time with me, also some mentorship with me. So that one is more application only. So they get into direct messaging me on LinkedIn. They get on the call. Sometimes we have some questions and then I get, I suggest that course for them. Mm-hmm. But this funnel for the for the first level course, so that's a yeah. is that an evergreen webinar? Or do you do that live? No. So no, I do that live because um, 
I have you. I don't know if you've read Extra Secret with Russell Brunson. It's of course, and I believe that it's like with public speaking, it's, it's kind of quite the same thing. I believe that you really need to do that at least one year before you go evergreen and really have that connection with the audience. I like I like having the chat on when I'm doing my webinars. I have the lives. I integrate. I interact with the people. I want to know them. I want to see if they have been in touch with me before. And really have a feeling of conversation. So I don't want to go evergreen yet because it feels especially... And actually, I don't know if I will ever go evergreen with them. Maybe when it's getting a lot... I have more courses, but at this stage, I'd rather go on live and have that conversation. I recommend uh, Expert Secrets to anybody that wants to start a, yes. start a webinar. And it blows my mind when people haven't heard about it that want to get in webinars because they, they go hand in hand. There's no question about that. But I was curious if yours was evergreen because when I clicked on it, the next one isn't for almost 48 hours from now. So I was like, wow, she's probably doing this live. Yes. How many, how many would you say that you've done live at this point? For each course, 20 maybe. I mean, I've done, yeah, 20, 30 times. Mm-hmm. I usually do about six per launch. And that's about it. I mean, that it should be enough to do six if you do it well and you have a list and you start to build it up. But yeah, I try to do it once a week. And the last week I go two or three times. And then, yeah, I try to basically how it also has to do with my schedule. Because if I'm speaking on stage in another city, I have to kind of, you know, work around it. But I rather go live because I feel it's also respecting the audience and having that conversation with them. Yeah, there's no question that a live webinar is a better experience for the end user. Mm. I'm at a point with my with my piano course and my piano webinar to where I do have it set up evergreen at this point. And yeah. I used one of the recordings from a, from a live session and I've done it live several times and I've, I get better at presenting it every, every time. And yeah. sometimes I'm just like, wow, that, that was a good one. I need to use that one as evergreen. Yes. Um, yes. But, but if you have the time and the energy and the motivation to be able to continue to do it live, then that's definitely the better way to do it. The only exception being that it's nice to be able to give people the information when they want it. Right. Yes. And so if I want to consume your, your masterclass right now, but I have to wait 48 hours, yes. do it. Like what, what, what are your thoughts on that? So I have a replay. So there isn't a replay option. And there is also a question of, I, I will say that I might change my mind. I probably will change my mind when I get to a point where, no, it's not possible to do all the courses live. I'm going with several launches, but Evergreen to me seems to that it's so easy to click on it, register, and then leave and never come back. And I've done like even every person, even myself, I get very curious and I want to go on the webinar and something comes up, the smallest thing. I say, well, I can watch it another time. So it's also about creating an environment of it's a one-off. You have this day. It's only once this week. And you have a replay for 36 hours, but that's all. Like. If you want to commit, it's basically also about commitment. I want my students to be committed when they join, and I want them to really learn and go through the whole process of the course and get those results because they need to go all the steps. So that's a first commitment they do to me of saying, I will show up and I'll be there and I'll watch it and I will join. So it's also about pre-qualifying the type of students I like to work with. So your script for the webinar, do you, do you follow pretty much exactly the outline and expert secrets or do you deviate at all? So yeah, so I go, I would say the, the expert secrets has been an eye-opener for me because when you teach, when you've been training for so long, and Russell says that, that if you're a teacher, 
you want to get into the teacher mode when in the webinar, that's something hard not to do because you always want to serve, but that's not what's serving people most. It's about really taking away those mental blocks and helping them to understand how they can move towards a new transformation. So I would say that, yes, I use it and I try to, I'm not reading the script, so I'm, I'm using it as an inspiration. Let's say I wrote down the whole script. It's a 13-page script. It took me two weeks to write. And I basically went, opened the book and step by step, went through each, everything and wrote down my own. So the preparation was quite long, but now I have a base. And it's like with public speaking, the same. You have your keynote, but then when you know it so well, then you can be more flexible and you can start to play with the audience or you can you know, look into the chat and take a question and rearrange that. But at yeah, the script is it's very important for me at this stage because this is basically a new way of thinking for someone like me who has been training for so long. And the online course world with the webinars is something that I've been wanting to really understand for a while. This is the best formula I've found so far. Right. And other than like literally walking you through step by step how to put together an effective webinar. In that book, one thing that really jumped out at me is when you're trying to sell something and specifically like info products like we have, it's got to be a new opportunity. You can't just yes. be improving on something that ex- that already yeah. exists, but what's yeah. really going to sell is new opportunities. So what is yes. that new opportunity for you? It's to never, ever have to search clients again. So the thing with the problem many freelancers have is with sales. They get into, they want to serve the community with their talent, what they have to offer, but they hate sales. They hate coming to someone and say, hey, do you want to buy from me? So what LinkedIn and this LinkedIn funnel blueprint allows you to do is basically get inbound leads every day. So for today, for instance, I get about 250 qualified prospects per week from LinkedIn automatically into my funnel saying, I want to work with you, which is something that every freelancer wants to have. Because if you get those type of people, you can start to pre-qualify the people you want to work with. You can actually focus on doing other stuff. You can actually decide that, oh, I can work on my creative work and I don't have to worry about hunting for clients and you know going to those meetings and all this stuff. Because we well, when you start as a freelance, I've been working for myself for 10 years. When you start, you don't know what to do because many of us don't have parents who are entrepreneurs. We don't have friends who are dads. It's hard to know where do I start. So it's really about thinking like I want to have a better life as a freelancer independent and I want to be able to work with the right people. But I'm afraid with this problem with I'm afraid to sell. And you don't have to sell it. You get email leads and you pre-qualify them with your profile and your content and all that. There's like an ultimate... LinkedIn is not a social media platform as any other. It's a lead generator. So you, you keep using this word freelancers as in that's who your audience is. But can, can you apply that? Yeah. Or maybe you're including these people in that word, but like people that have online courses, people that are listening to this, does this information yeah. apply to them? Because, and let, let me just, before you get to that, the biggest problem I see with people with online courses is they build the course and it's like, okay, where's, where's all the traffic? Where's yes. all the leads, right? Yeah, so no, it, it's mostly about, I would say it's not only freelancers, independent workers, solopreneurs, it's uh, creators, online business artists. It's anyone who is the decision maker of their own business. And the person who is somehow the person responsible for everything, marketing, sales, administration, copy, 
Like the, when you when you start, you don't always have the chance to get people on board, but you need to do all this. So the thing is, with for myself included, when I started, I created the course. It was ready. I had a community of twenty five thousand connections, a community which is very strong. And I was like, how do I put this together? And you have to learn it. And it's like basically it's a new step. And yes, LinkedIn is super effective because it's a constant stream of qualified leads. And if you don't have a community, you can build that up that list quite easily. So, so let's take a specific example. How, how would I get leads to my online piano course through LinkedIn? Yes. So the question is, first of all, you will. there are five steps. The first one is target audience. Like you would really look into who am I trying to reach on LinkedIn. And then you will create your profile as a landing page, which will really attract that specific target audience. Your LinkedIn profile becomes your landing page for that target audience. And your content becomes your newsletter. So you will always remind them to come back to your profile where you have a call to action, where you will get them on board. And then in the direct messaging, you have the follow-up uh, with the social selling, which is basically you will have a chance to speak with them more. That you can see who's visiting your profile. You can interact with them. You can even go back after a webinar and say, hey, do you want to continue the conversation with me? And so basically you have everything built in and then you, the fifth step is to go and do that for a couple of months because you get that funnel together and then there's the patience that comes in. It's not working because I'm doing it for one week. You should at least do it for three to six months and really get that routine of using LinkedIn as a tool to get more traffic into your webinar. What do you recommend for somebody like me who's got two brands that are not related? So I have my piano course. I also do coaching on online courses. So I would say that one thing, if you think about social media in general, look into your target audience in both. So if your piano course and in, in your um, online course course, and then think, is this the same audience? And how does this audience uh, use social media platforms online? Are they mostly on LinkedIn? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? Where should you find them? If there are different platforms where they use mostly this where they are mostly consuming this type of content, then you should be there more. Maybe it's YouTube. If they are in the same one, if let's say they are both quite similar in their buying process, in the where where they find information, then you can think about three months period. So what I tell to my clients who have lots of ideas and have lots of projects is that focus on the priority one in your business for the three coming months. So you really decide like, okay, in three coming months, now we're in the end of October, November, December, January. What do I need to happen in my business in general in three coming months? To say that you have a launch in your piano course, you have something coming up, a conference that you're speaking at that has to do with online courses. You will redirect all your content, your landing page, your, your profile, your social selling, everything towards that for the three coming months. And then after three months, you can reprioritize according to what's happening in your business. And that's a good way to see it because three months gives enough time for you to really start building out and getting that traffic. Yeah, this is all, this is all very interesting. It's all stuff that hasn't really come up on the podcast before. So I really appreciate you sharing this information. Oh, pleasure. So let's talk a little bit about tools because that can be a hangout for people as well. What tools are you using in terms of delivering your webinar, email list, and even hosting your courses? So yeah, I, I go quite simple. I mean, I have Webinar Jam for my webinars. 
I have at the moment, I use uh, MailChimp for my emails. And I am probably going to move over to ConvertKit or something quite soon or Intuition Sales. I haven't yet decided. And I use Thinkific for delivering the course because it's so simple and it has integrated, like you can have a drip content. So basically, if someone comes into my funnel, I do the course and start at the same time for everyone. They have the, like, they have the support during their intensive courses. And they have the drip content. So they have like the get content every three days and everything. It has everything built in. So it's quite easy when you start off. And of course, you can make it better and more interesting. And you can add. And it's all about Kaizen. You know, the Kaizen way, it's where basically every time you have a new edition of your course, a new launch, you can integrate new things and make it better. So at this stage, this is what's working for me. And Maybe if in three months' time, it would be something better. But I would say don't focus much about the tools. Make it the simplest one and then just stick to it. And you can even do like Zoom recordings or anything. It doesn't really matter. And just run through the MVP version of, of your course, like the minimal viable version of your course. Get it together. Run through that. And then you can just make it better and better every time. And for that, I would really want to talk about one short thing is having an accountability partner. So I've been wanting to create my course for a long time because I was starting to see that it was important in my business that I found a way to help people. And I met a guy who works with this and has been very successful online course creator. And having him as my accountability partner, we speak about his funnels and we have a call. I just had a call with him one hour ago. And once a week we have a call we basically we I help him to really understand more about Everything has to do with LinkedIn, thought leadership, and he helps me to talk about courses. And having that person that is I'm committing to on a weekly basis helps me to to really stick to it. Because when you're alone, it's so easy to say, I'm not gonna do it, because you are alone with your computer, especially if you've been training um, offline and you know giving workshops, because you have not you don't have a person, a physical person from the views, it's hard. So for me, it has helped me so much. Without him, I would not have done my first launches. I would not have done all this because it just helps. And it can be even coach or even having your help with the the online course, you know, with your course. It's having someone there who you're committing to and you are basically, you know that there's someone there to support you. It's so important. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I I do something very similar and it's so, so important. I meet with a a guy who's also a course creator uh, once a week and I'm actually talking with him right after we get off of this podcast. You had your call about an hour ago. I have... Yes, amazing. Yeah. I have mine in about an hour. We meet every week and and we just talk about, okay, what what did we accomplish last week? What's our plan this week? And the biggest thing that we do, and I don't know if you do something like this, is we set what we call penalty goals. And so I'll say, Nate, I'm going to do this by the time we meet next week. And if I don't get it done, I owe you $100. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I think it, it, we have, um, we're both very committed to our goals. What we do have, though, we have two things we do. One, when we are not in the same city, so we are both you know, traveling a lot, it's that we have, when there's like a launch period or very intensive period of time that we have to co- com- like really deliver, is that we have a small WhatsApp group Every day, we just say, this is what I've done. Just like every day, like this, I commit to myself, by tomorrow, I will, do, I will do this and that. And then I will record that I've done it. And then I recommit for the next day. So basically, you recommit every day during those very intense, important moment of launch period. Another thing is that we meet more when it's like a launch week or like uh, open cart. 
we actually meet more and try to, you know, to help each other to go through that process because it's quite intense. You do it the first time with yourself, like with the sequences and emails and usually like a lot of things to think about. Having that commitment and recommitment is so important. But the penalty is good if you, you know. It depends what type of person you are. It works really well yeah. for me and the other guy. And I, I'm sometimes I like I don't have my thing done, and it's like Sunday evening, and I'm like oh, I do not want to pay Nate a hundred dollars, so I just yeah. uh, stay up a little later and, and get it done for sure. Yeah. And but it doesn't have to be like that, and everybody is different. One other example of of like the accountability thing is I was helping somebody, and I'll promote her new site a little bit, JamieTime.com. The girl that runs that hired me to help her with her sales funnel for her course, mm. and so I was coaching her once a week for a few weeks. And at the beginning, she she had a course, but she wasn't really selling very many copies of it. And she didn't have any sort of funnel in place. It was just up there for people to buy. And so we, we got together. I'm like, okay, in one month, this is everything that needs to happen. And this is what it's going to look like at the end of the one month. Yeah. Will you commit to me that it's going to all be done by then? Because you know the work is, is she's got to go do the work. She was like, she gave me so many excuses. Yeah. She's like, I can't do it for this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. But at the end of the day, we broke it up. And, and once you take it to smaller chunks, and I said, okay, next week, by next week when we meet, you need to have this, this, and this done. Yeah. And we did that four consecutive times. And by the fourth time, she had done everything that she didn't think she could have gotten done. Yeah, amazing. It's, there are some stats showing if you come, if I commit to you, Jack, today that I will by next week do this and that, there's a chance of 65% increase that I will actually do it. And if we decide on a date, I will call you up in one week at this time, the accountability, the chance that I will actually do is in 95% higher. So it's a 95% higher chance that you will actually succeed if you have an accountability partner. That's a, that's a great stat. I had no idea, but I believe it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, so I, I kind of mentioned to you before we started talking, like a lot of the people listening to this podcast are people that have kind of started down the road of online courses and maybe even have mm-hmm. a course, but haven't made a sale yet, made a handful of sales, but, but not making near as many as they, they want so far. And you've already provided some really great advice. But for somebody like that, what, what other advice do you have for, for that type of person? I would say that create a community. It's important to understand that it's not about getting that course up and just leave it on the side. It's about how can I really be in touch and have a conversation with my community on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, you list and create an email list. If you have an actual, you write an email, you start to learn to have a conversation. And many times we are afraid of having that because we don't want to be silly or pushy. But what we realize is that Everything comes down to trust and like. And there's my favorite quote comes from Zig Ziglar. And it says, if people like you, they will listen to you. If people trust you, they will buy from you. So basically what we need to create with our communities and the way we communicate with them is a likeliness. I like this person. They seem to be nice. And a second level is I trust them. And many times we want to jump directly to the sales, but it cannot be done with because they don't trust yet. Uh, yet. So what I would say is that if you are, if you have a course and you feel like you don't know what to do, the best thing to do is to, to really get to know your community and start to talk to them and get them coffee calls, get them into podcasts, get into conversations like LinkedIn or Facebook groups. Just start to have those conversations with them and see and take 
get to know them to understand how they work. Is there something missing for your course? Are you really related to what they need in your course, in your messaging? Is there something like have those conversations? Like it's very scary to ask someone, why didn't you buy my course? Or why didn't you sign up? But when you start listening and try to take away that feeling of, I don't want to hurt my ego, actually listen and say, hey, I want to have your feedback. People just open up and then give you all this great things that you need to know. Maybe the price is not right. Maybe the time is not right. Maybe they want to join, but you miss telling them there will be a replay or whatever you want to say. So you you have that conversation, the most important, and create your own community. Like that's the thing. If you don't have your own Facebook group, if you don't have your own list, if you don't have a place, a house where people can come and meet virtually in your, your virtual world, it's hard to come to them and say, hey, I have something new. And that conversation has to be, go- be going all the time. It's like a local bar or local cafe. Let's say you're in the village and you have this cafe and you're a cafe owner and people come to you every day to get their morning coffee and they have this conversation. This is what you want to create in your Facebook group or in, in, your, in your list. It's not about selling. It's about, okay, you can come here and learn about this anytime throughout the whole year. And then some from time to time, you have a chance to go into more intimate learning environment and have that transformational journey. That's just awesome. <laughs> well, Daria, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and sharing such, oh, such thank you for, having for everybody. Um, for those that want to, to get kind of get more information about you and, and the training that you offer, where, where would they head? So DariaV.com. So DariaVodokanova.com is hard, too hard to write. <laughs> Daria is really already taken by MTV, I think. So you have Daria and V.com or go into my LinkedIn and connect with me. Just add a note. So I know that you come from this podcast and we can just have a conversation. Yeah. Awesome. DariaV.com. Thanks so much for joining me, Daria. Uh, thank you. All right, that's going to do it for episode 86 of the Online Course Guy podcast. And speaking of 86, you can find all the show notes from today and any links we mentioned by going to theonlinecourseguy.com slash 86. Bonjoro.com is our sponsor of this podcast. So please check them out. If you are in this industry, you have an online course, thinking about having an online course, I highly recommend this tool. It's something I use every day. You can get a free 14-day trial by going to bonjoro.com slash Jacques. Next, I want to tell you about the online course workshop that I have. It's totally free. Just need an email address. It's not a webinar or anything. It's a 30, roughly 30 minute video presentation, video workshop I've got going for you. And it's for those of you that want to have a successful online course, whether that means you're just getting started or you have a course already and it has not reached your goals yet. This free online course workshop is for you. Check it out right now because it's going to be going away very soon at theonlinecourseguy.com. And that's going to do it for this episode. Stay tuned for more Online Course Guy podcast coming your way real soon. <music>